You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on thepresszone.fm. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of The Press Zone podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio, produced by the fine folks at Rocket Sports Media, and a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome to the show this week. I am your host of the Press Zone Podcast. My name is Amy Johnson. I am also the lead Laval Rocket correspondent here at Rocket Sports Media, uh, as well as the host of the Habs Hockey Report show on our YouTube channel, be sure you subscribe to that over at youtube.com slash allhabs. You can check that out every Thursday on our YouTube channel. Uh, and you can also find me on Twitter at Flyers Rule. Uh, give us a follow there. Give us a follow at Rocket Sports. You know, we have always been, for more than a decade, your home for all of the latest Montreal Canadiens and Laval Rocket uh, AHL news, Habs Prospects news. And uh, this year, brand new, if you've not been around this summer, you may have missed the news that now the Rocket Sports Media team are the sole contributors to all Montreal Canadiens uh, content on the Hockey News's new Montreal Canadiens-centered website. That's the team site for the Canadiens uh, on the Hockey News Digital. Uh, you can find that at THN.com slash Montreal. Again, that's THN.com slash Montreal. Bookmark it. All of our coverage will be there. Habs coverage, Laval coverage, prospect coverage, our podcasts, everything. It'll all be right there in one place. Uh, our fearless leader, Rick Stevens, is the new site editor for THN.com slash Montreal. And we're excited to bring this season to you. Today, uh, we're starting to really get into uh, what feels like hockey season. The air is getting a little cooler. It feels like fall is on the way. And the rookie camp for the Canadians is in the books. It's done, folks. Uh, they have already gotten back to Quebec, and uh, they are wrapping everything up. Today, I'm just going to take you through a brief walkthrough of what happened while the rookies were in Buffalo for their Prospect Challenge tournament, uh, as well as bring you some thoughts on what Rob Ramage and Frankie Bouillon had to say uh, in their press availability uh, to wrap up rookie camp. And then in the second segment, just going to give you a brief uh, preview of what's to come now that rookie camp is finished. The start of training camp happens this week, and there are already things on the schedule that you're going to want to be looking out for. And uh, we'll get you caught up with that as well as 
highlight where some of the competitive areas for training camp are going to take place. Uh, be sure before we get to that, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast already, please take a second and just do that. It just tap that subscribe button wherever you are currently listening to the podcast. Uh, and also hit that share button. Just take a, just a second and just share this episode on your favorite social media platform. So as we discussed last week, the rookies reported on Wednesday for medicals and their physical testing, all the off-ice stuff last Wednesday to open rookie camp before they hopped on a bus and headed to Buffalo, New York, uh, where the Buffalo Sabres once again were hosting the annual Prospects Challenge rookie tournament. Uh, five teams were invited. The, the Montreal Canadiens rookies would play against three of them. And they opened things up with a primetime showing on Friday night with a tilt against the home team, against the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, and they actually came up short in this one. Uh, it, it wasn't a strong game for the Canadians' uh, prospects. There were definitely some nerves, which could be expected. Um, in fact, Kelly Buckberger even discussed that um prior to them leaving for Buffalo that, hey, the first couple of games, we're not even paying attention really to the results. Uh, we know there's going to be a ton of nerves. We are looking and evaluating other things, how they conduct themselves off the ice, how they're attacking things in the gym, how they are, you know, focusing on every shift that they have. Are they, are they listening to guidance? Are they, you know, those kinds of things are more what they're looking for the nerves are going to get in the way of the of the rest of the stuff. So a little bit okay. Uh, David Reinbacher and Logan Mayu were two of the ones that were probably a little m of the most obviously underwhelming uh, in, in that opening game. Uh, they lost that one six to three to the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, the one thing that I... But, Despite the loss, there were some takeaways. One of them for me was uh, Jakub Dobesh's only appearance in goal for the weekend. And boy, I am very much looking forward to watching this young man in Laval this coming season. And I'm hoping that he's going to get a really good workload in the crease for the Rocket. Um, he looked solid in net. Uh, he looks a bit intimidating in net. And he had really good abil ability to track the puck. Uh, came up with some nice saves due to good positioning and being able to focus on the puck. Uh, I really, I, I was really uh, pleased with what I saw despite the six to three loss. I was, I was okay with that. Um, Owen Beck, Emil Heineman also looking quite steady and solid as we expect them to. Um, and it was, uh, it was now granted you have to consider on the other side of the ice, the Sabres had guys like Matty Savoy, Yuri Kulich, Zach Benson, Isak Rosen, Nikita Novikov. I mean, like, you've got a stacked Buffalo prospect pool. Uh, so it was not necessarily surprising that uh, the Buffalo came out on on top in that one. Um, and I didn't think that uh, Jan Mishek had a, had a bad game either. Um this past week on the Canadians Connection podcast on Saturday, uh, Rick Stevens and, and Michael Spinella uh, went over a lot of last week's massive amounts of media availabilities and kind of dissected them and analyzed them. And one of them was a, a, a quote that Jean-Francois Uhl had after that first game, which if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you'll know that we have, and I'll just 
since I'm the only one in the studio today, I'll say I have had reservations for the past season or two about Jan Meshack's handling in the AHL. Um, I don't feel that he is being given. I, I don't want to say given because you don't you're not given anything in professional hockey. You have to earn it. But I don't feel that he is being put into the best situations that could give him the best opportunity for success. He is one of those prospects that I feel is sometimes struggling with maybe some confidence issues because he's not, I, 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 it's hard to put it into words. If you watch him play and you watch where he is put in the lineup, those two things don't gel to me. It's been a consistent complaint that I've had. Um, I'm not sure what the sticking point is there because he works very hard and he's quite talented. He's very he's very solid defensively. He's got a, a sneaky little shot. He's he can be he can be a lot of things on the ice. And and JF Wool came out after this game uh, on Friday night and and what uh, once again was not super excited about Jan Mishak said oh he's coming along slowly. Um, and he doesn't really expect him to, you know, he's the, the buzzword of course, in the, in the Canadians organization right now is that everybody had, they have to find the right chair for every prospect and player to fit into. And so Ull said something to the effect of, you know, he has to find the right chair. Um, I don't expect him to put up a lot of points in the American hockey league, but I think he could be a grinder. I think he could be a good, uh, good, you know, fourth line, fourth line guy, third or fourth line guy. And I thought, why are you? Why are we pigeonholing Jan Meshack into that kind of role? If that's not the kind of game that Jan P- Meshack plays, why am I spending a bit of time on this? Well, because the following afternoon, uh, the Canadians rookies then faced off against the Boston Bruins rookies. Um, Jaden Struble made his debut for the weekend, uh, having not been able to travel with the team on Thursday. So he missed Friday's game. But he was in a pairing with uh, Logan Mayu, and boy, um, uh, I'll tip of the hat to Rick Stevens. He had already said, even over the summer and last season, that he hopes that Struble and Mayu are put on a pairing together because he believes that they could really strengthen one another. And was that obviously apparent? Uh, in this game, and they were paired together again on Monday as well. This could be a very, very strong pairing for the Laval Rocket this coming season. I think these two will develop well together. Uh, Logan Mayu took an obvious step forward, shook off those nerves, and was heads and shoulders better than he was on Friday night and continued to improve over the weekend. I think he's going to have an exceptionally strong camp once training camp starts. Um, this time things were a bit easier. They had a nice four to one victory over the Boston Bruins. Um, and who was one of the goal scorers just ripping a shot five hole Jan Meshack. It was almost like, you know, I was, I was kind of reminded of that whole Patrick Swayze moment in dirty dancing. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Um, I feel like this weekend after, and who knows if Jan Meshack heard JF Uhl's comments or not to the media, but whatever, you know, Jan Meshack knows what his challenges are. Uh, he knows, you know, he's, he will have talked to coaches, coaches talk to every player. 
It's almost like Jan Meshack then turned around for the rest of the weekend and said, nobody puts Jan Meshack in a corner. Um, and and Meshack on Monday was playing on the fourth line, for, for goodness sake. The fourth line of a prospects challenge. Uh, and he scored goals in both games. Um, you know, so much for the, well, I don't think he's going to put up a lot of points in the AHL. Okay, well, fine. How about uh, amongst uh, all the rookies? Um, going back to this game on Saturday against the Bruins, first he rips a goal, he has an assist as well, and then gets the game winner against the the Ottawa Senators on Monday. Um, he He looked strong in his games. He looked like, okay, um, I have something to prove. I have something to show. I have something to offer. And I just, I, I'm, this is, this is going to be a prospect. I watched how they treated him last year and what they did with him and how they deployed him. I am going to be scrutinizing it even more closely this year because I am concerned that he will be put farther down in the lineup if the coach thinks that he's more of a third or fourth line grinder. I'm afraid that's where he's going to get stuck. And I don't think Jan Meshack deserves to be sitting at the bottom of the lineup just in a in a grinder kind of role. Um, let him loose a little bit. Let him open up. Let him play free a bit. Don't don't you know? Don't tie him down to a to a single. Um, descriptor of, of what kind of player he needs to be. Just let him play his game. Uh, so it was overall, besides Jan Meshack, um, Joshua Waugh had a goal. Ty Smolanek scored uh, on, on Saturday as well. We talked a little bit about Ty Smolanek and why he is uh, at the camp. Uh, and this time it was newly drafted goaltender Quentin Miller who was in goal for the Canadians. He had 26 saves on uh, the day. And um, so it was it was very, very positive to see the Canadians rookies take a step forward. Um, I, they there was a lot of smiles on the ice. Um, Jared Davidson, Philip Meshar, Riley Kidney, everyone kind of you could see the nerves go away. You could see them all start to loosen up a little bit. Um, and a lot of these a lot of these guys actually have either played together or at least are familiar with each other. So it's not like they're starting from scratch trying to find chemistry, uh, all of them, um, but it was good to see them start to gain confidence kind of together. They had off on Sunday. They actually took a little field trip to uh, the Buffalo Bills game uh, for for Sunday afternoon, their home opener, which was pretty fun. And then they were back to wrap up the Prospects Challenge on Monday, early Monday afternoon, a 1.30 game on, on Monday afternoon, playing the Ottawa Senators. Um, the Senators chose to healthy scratch most of their top players. So quite frankly, uh, this could have been a blowout for the Canadians' uh, prospects. It wasn't. They did win it 2-1 to one with uh, Jan Spunar in, in net. Uh, so each goaltend- each of the three goaltenders at rookie camp each got a game to play. Um, you had a little bit of everything. You might not have had the scoring, but you did have some feistiness. There was definitely, there was definitely testiness. If you watch a Laval Rocket versus a Belleville Senators game, you know that those teams don't like each other. And you can see a little bit of that come out again. Um, in this game, there was a, a Florian Jack eye had a, had some some swings to make. Uh, not surprising, Riley McKay decided to to toss the gloves um, 
probably was better served by not choosing a dance partner who's six foot seven. Senator's defenseman, uh, Jabil Touré. Uh, that not a not a great idea. R- Riley McKay definitely did not win that fight. Um, so, as I said, Logan Mayu continued to to get better over the weekend. Um, Emil Heineman, Owen, uh, Emil Heineman didn't play in in this game. Um, neither did Jared Davidson. Simino wasn't in. Uh, Cedric Indon wasn't in. Chris Ortiz wasn't in. Um, top line of Sean Farrell, Owen Beck, Joshua Waugh. That was a that's a that's a nice trio. <laughs> that's a nice trio, uh, definitely for sure. Um, and David Reinbacher. How did David Reinbacher do this this weekend? I'm going to say I was underwhelmed and I'm not saying that, oh my God, I think David Reinbacher's a bust. That's not what I'm saying at all. Um, I'm saying there, there's obviously plenty of potential there for David Reinbacher. And I think that the general consensus is that he is likely going to go back to Europe for, for this season. And I think that's going to be the perfect place for him this coming season. I think that he's got some, he's got some things to work on. Um, his skating needs to improve a little bit. There's some things that he, he just looks a little unsure of. There are moments you see flashes here and there of, oh, okay, that's, I I see something there, but there's a lot of times that he looks a little hesitant and that is not what we want to see. So, um, I didn't, I'm not saying he had a bad rookie camp, not saying that at all. Um, I just, I, I, I was already in the camp of he should go to Europe this year. Uh, he's he's not going to be NHL ready. And and after watching him in these three games, I'm solidly in that camp now that Europe will definitely be the most most beneficial thing for him this year. Um, and and I'm hoping that he's able to make some really big strides forward uh, in his development. Also, as I promised, um, now that uh, Rob Ramage and Francis Bouillon are finished their press conferences, of course. Rob Ramage being the director of player development and Frankie Bouillon is the player development coach. Uh, and so they met with the media uh, for about 30 minutes this morning just to give their thoughts on overall on how the rookie camp went, how the prospects conducted themselves, performed, things of that nature. Um, and it's always funny to me when when Rob Ramage gets interviewed because I feel that people don't... Um, and the media don't necessarily learn the lesson that Rob Ramage is is never going to speak to whatever narrative, whatever story you're trying to write. And he's never going to pick favorites, uh, which is one of the reasons I, I respect Rob Ramage a lot, because he knows his role is to help every player develop and not pick favorites. Um, and so basically he felt, uh, both he and 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 Bouillon felt that uh, the group improved every game, as I just as I just said myself. Um, but basically, Rob Ramage said it's a start, and and that's kind of goes along with what Kelly Buckberger had said prior to the the rookie camp that there's going to be nerves. We're not going to pay attention to the overall picture as far as the tournament goes. We're looking more at. at individual things and and what happens and so yeah Rob Ramage says you know what it was a start and that's fine he's he had a great quote he said we're not looking for Mr. September here we're not looking for the guy who just came in and just blew everybody out of the water we're looking for and he said 
the most important thing really that they were looking for was compete level. He said compete level regardless of talent and ability. They want to see, and that's exactly what I just said a few minutes ago, that they want to see the guys that are going to come in and they are going to work their butts off. They are going to never take a shift off, never take a second off, even off the ice. They're constantly working and, and showing that they are fully committed. Uh, he did mention, of course, and we've said this quite often, but he confirmed, of course, that Laval is going to be a very competitive place this year. Um, and there's going to be a big talent pool that's going to find themselves in Laval. And there isn't going to be a place in the roster every night for every single person. And so Laval is going to be a very competitive place this year for the prospects because they are going to have to fight every day for a place in that lineup. Um, and so that goes kind of hand in hand with what I was talking about that, um, you know, this could be a very exciting year. Um, and we've mentioned f last year was kind of the start of it with some of the prospects starting to trickle in, but this is going to be the year that is going to be a huge focus on what the prospects can do and how they are handled at the AHL level. Um, interesting. One of the interesting things I thought Rob Ramage said, uh, so he was asked if a decision has made as to whether or not Philip Meshar will play in the AHL or if he will be sent back to the OHL. Why is that question significant? Well, Philip Meshar has made it quite clear uh, that he has no intention to go back to the OHL, that he wants to go pro, he wants to play in the AHL, uh, that he he acknowledged, okay, yes, the, the one year in the OHL was, was helpful in making that transition from European leagues to North American hockey, but that he, he wants to play in the AHL this year. Rob Ramage says... Well, is there a debate about that? I don't know. He says, he claims, uh, we haven't made a decision yet where Meshar is going to go. I think they are likely going to take a look at what he does at camp. And I think that's going to determine a lot. I would like to see Meshar go to the AHL. Uh, I think he'd be served well there. Um, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out. Uh, when it comes to David Reinbacher, I gave you my opinion on David Reinbacher a moment ago. Uh, Rob Ramage said, you know, he's got a lot of hack hockey sense. He's mature beyond his physical development. And um, I find I, I, that I, that's that, that backs me up a bit, uh, which, which I like. He says, you know, the hockey sense is there. It means you, he, he knows thinking the game is there. But there's physical development that has to take place. And one, of, what was one of the things I said? His skating has to get better. That's definitely one of them. There are there are physical things that either that he's got to grow into, or change about his physique, or you know those types of things, or physical development things that have to happen in his game. But the mental part of to catch up with how mature, as Rob Ramage used that word, how mature he is mentally, and that's. That's a great thing. Uh, you don't really ever want it to be the opposite way around, that you've got a player that is, you know, has has really mastered a lot of his skills and abilities, but the, the hockey sense isn't there. That's a much harder thing to teach. Uh, so that's really encouraging for David Reinbacher. Frank, uh, Francis Bouillon basically said, you know, the North American transitioning to the North American game is a process. Uh, he's taken some good first strides in that. He's han he, he handled himself very well. Um, and I think that's encouraging as well. So 
um, Rob Ramage said, you know, there's this is a much different kind of game over here and there's there's no place to hide. And I think that was Ramage's um, kind way of saying that Reinbacher was exposed. You know, he, there's nowhere to hide on, in games like this and that he was exposed a little bit on, on the things that he needs to work on. And that's perfectly OK. That is why they participate in tournaments like this, to make those kinds of evaluations and to make the prospects realize those things as well sometimes it's all about opening the prospects eyes to oh my gosh i thought this was i thought this was i thought i had this in hand but but now i see where i can improve in these in these areas um and as far as logan mayu um i liked both had positive things to say about mayu and and how he um continued to improve each game uh frankie bouillon said about him personally, he's humble, he's focused, and he's very good with his teammates. Um, and I think that's a really significant thing, um, not just how he's improving on the ice, but what he's what he presents and how he comports himself off the ice as well. And I think all of that's wonderful. So some some overall positive things. Neither one of them is going to pick out favorites. Neither one of them are going to say, oh, well, these guys did really well and these guys have a lot to work on. I, you know, the media want them to say that, but I applaud them for the fact that they don't fall into that that trap um, because they are there to help every one of those guys. And the way for them to do that is if every one of those guys trusts them that they are going to equally help them and and just be there as a positive reinforcement. And so uh, looks like it's pretty exciting. Ramage says they're making decisions today as to which ones of those rookies are going to be invited to training camp that starts on Wednesday. So now that's the next thing we wait for with bated breath. What is going to be the official NHL training camp invitation roster? And it'll be out soon. All right. We are going to take a quick break here on the Press Own podcast. On the other side, let's now talk about NHL training camp, because guess what? It's here. It's time. Let's get you ready for it. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to the Press Home Podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. We are back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action, so download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, KS. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, L.A. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply.
Welcome back to the Press Zone Podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio, produced by Rocket Sports Media and a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network once again. Uh, my name is Amy Johnson. I'm your host of the show each and every week. You can find me on Twitter at Flyers Rule. Feel free to drop me a comment there if you'd like, or be sure also that you're following us at Rocket Sports. That's the place on Twitter for you to find all of our Montreal Canadiens and Laval Rocket and Habs Prospects content as it comes out. And hey, don't forget, bookmark THN.com slash Montreal. Uh, visit it every day this coming season. Starting now, <laughs> there's lots. There's Rick Stevens had uh, full game reports after each one of the rookie tournament games this past weekend. Uh, so if you want to read his analysis and really get a good breakdown of what happened in each of those games, uh, then I encourage you to head over to THN.com slash Montreal. Click on the Prospects tab and you'll find everything right there. So now that rookie camp is in the rear view, it's time to look ahead to training camp. And it actually opens in the blink of an eye. Wednesday, September 20th is the first day of NHL training camp. And they are not wasting any time. Uh, Rick Stevens pointed out uh, last week, uh, the Habs only have six preseason games this year. Just six. Uh, that's... um. I'm, I'm all for that. I've always said the preseason seems to drag out a bit. Um, and so I'd rather get to the meat and potatoes of things a lot faster. So six preseason games probably means cuts are going to start happening pretty quickly um, because they're going to want to get probably the majority of their cuts done by the end of next week so that the final two games of preseason will mostly look like opening night roster with just a couple of decisions left to make. But before we get there, uh, training camp opens on Wednesday. The Habs annual red-white game happens on Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock. The inter-squad scrimmage at the Bell Center. It's always a very, very popular event. Uh, and so we will have coverage of that, of course. And then they are right into preseason next week. They host... The, the interesting thing is they play four games next week at home. They host the New Jersey Devils on Monday night, the Ottawa Senators on Wednesday, and then Toronto. The Maple Leafs come to town next Friday and Saturday night. They play a back-to-back Friday-Saturday, both at home. It's not a home-at-home, both at home. Uh, So Devils, Senators, two games against the Leafs, all on tap for next week. I don't know about you, but I'm excited. I can't wait to see what line combinations they're going to play with. I can't wait to see... Who comes out fired out of a cannon? I can't wait to see. Is there going to be anyone who everyone thinks is going to come out looking like a superstar and doesn't? Um, oh, there's just so it's it's preseason, people. It's preseason. It's it's exciting stuff. I can't wait for it. Um, for me, the competition, the big competition. A couple of things I want to know. Um, and I know Marty St. Louis said last week at the golf tournament, and I wasn't ple- I wasn't thrilled to hear this, uh, that s- still undetermined as to whether or not he's going to leave Kirby Doc at center or if he's going to sometimes play on the wing as well. Um, you know, I've said this plenty of times before. I'm going to say it again. Kirby Doc should remain at center. He needs to be the second, the 2C right behind Nick Suzuki. It's where he needs to stay. He performed decently there when he finally was moved there last season so I will be watching that with an with a hawk eye as to whether or not they're going to play around with Doc's positioning uh would love to see him 
on a line with Sean Monahan again. Would love to see how that's going to happen. As far as the rookie goes, rookies go, Emil Heineman, Owen Beck, Jesse Ullinen. Those are the three who are gonna who are going to be the big question marks. Um, and what's going to happen with them? Um, there's situations around all of them, and it's pros and cons, and it's a lot of it's going to come down to what the three of those young men can do in training camp. The thing is that all three of them know how to work hard and they know how to really go out and give it their all. And so I think this is going to be one of the most exciting training camps that we've watched in a long time. I think the prospects are going to be really fun to watch in training camp as they kind of take their first strides with with the NHLers and and yes there's gonna be some of those nerves again as they're suddenly on the ice with with guys that they've watched play in the NHL for a long time Uh, but there's a lot of potential here there's a lot of potential for some really positive things to happen in this camp in this preseason and in the season ahead do I think the Habs are gonna make the playoffs no and we'll get we'll get into more of that closer to opening night But I do think that there is going to be some significant and sometimes intangible positive things that are going to come out of this season. And I'm just excited to get it all started. So thank you once again for listening. You know we're going to have you covered throughout training camp. And once guys get cut and start going to Laval, we'll keep you posted on how all of that progresses. And uh, just be sure that you've bookmarked THN.com slash Montreal. Make sure that you have subscribed to this podcast. And then make sure you come back here again next Tuesday for another episode of the Press Home Podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Rocket Sports.